Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast, where somebody ran off and did something really fun without me. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Grab your girlfriends, leave your podcasting partners at home. We're talking San Diego Comic-Con, follow-up edition. Ah, how you doing, Ben? Oh, I'm doing pretty well, John. You do anything interesting lately? No, not at all. <laughs> um, just got back in last night from San Diego for the old San Diego Comic Con. It was the 50th anniversary this year. And yeah, I hadn't been in six years, it turns out. That's when you and I went last. Sounds right. Yeah, it's been quite some time. Did anyone go with you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I left you at home this time as we uh, as we talked about, and I brought along my off-referenced, off-sided girlfriend, Angelina, and she is here with us today to do this follow-up. You want to say hi? Hi there. So, Angelina, this is your first time at Comic-Con, I hear. Yes, it was my first Comic-Con, and I felt a little out of place with not knowing a lot about everything, but there was lots of fun things to see and nice people to meet. And I got to hang out with my boyfriend the whole time. Did you dress up? No, but I wore cute t-shirts. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's a step in the right direction. Mary Poppins costume did not get pulled together in time for oh, Comic-Con. Oh, that would have been rad. I would have loved to have been Mary Poppins. She would have had a lot of fun walking around by herself. I know, he wouldn't hang out with me if I dressed up. He's, he's not going to go Dick Van Dyke and get all chimney sweep? No. I thought about that. <laughs> it's steppy time. What impression did you come away with? Like, what, do you, what are your thoughts? My favorite part is always the artists and getting to meet them and actually watch them draw, which is pretty much John's favorite part, too. I got to meet a lot of really cool people and meet one of my favorites, which is I didn't know him, but now I know who created Stitch because he was there. And like from Lilo and Stitch? <laughs> from Lilo and Stitch. He is my very favorite. I have a stitched out car and lots of stitch clothes and stitch socks. And all the above. So I got to meet him and get his sketchbook. He was my first sketchbook and he signed it and drew a little stitch, which. Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, there, the stitch he drew in there, though, he was kind of weirdly emaciated. Like he looked really thin and unhealthy. It was kind of uh, gruesome. Well, it's been years, you know, I mean, and we don't He's all old. age gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a really slick book cover and a very slick pen. Yeah, we, we had to sort of hold it separate from everything for a while while it dried. <laughs> oh, so you didn't smear it? Yeah. Exactly. Oh. It smeared a tiny bit. Yeah, like her her level of geekiness for Stitch like puts my comic geekiness to shame. That's not true. Well, that's good. That's good. At least she had some <laughs> sort of fandom to uh, latch onto there because otherwise you'd just be like the dragalongs. Where they're just like, holy shit, what did I get myself into? So it's good that you had some sort of fandom there that you could like uh, bind to and, and relate with. You know, what's really interesting about how we were talking about the, uh, the, the girlfriends who look terrified hanging onto their boyfriend's arms. I bet it was the case six years ago because the MCU was going strong and it was accepted by the masses by that point. But I really didn't see many of those at all. I saw maybe like two. Really? Yeah, well, it was cool. it was really shocking how everyone there was stoked to be there. They all paid to be there, I guess. So I, I guess there was the the odd like thirteen year old who was you know just looking down at the cell phone where you're like, okay, their parents are loaded and they just bought extra tickets and took their family, but they really want their kid to get into the things they like. Yeah, and they're not going to, not those ones. Yeah, th those parents aren't going to live vicariously through baseball. No. They're going to make those kids love Freakazoid or whatever the fuck they're into. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch that lately, actually. It was a great cartoon. Yeah, we got to we gotta get a hold of that. I should force my kids to watch it <laughs> and make sure they enjoy it. <laughs> Who doesn't like poo gas? Yeah, it smells like poo gas. But yeah, we, um, we went there for preview night, which I had never been to. I, I'd never gotten into a preview night because it's, it's an extra day you have to be there for. So I think in the past when I've been, uh, trying to economize my time and, and money that I spend, I've, I've skipped that. But we went to preview night and it was great because the aisles were super clear and we got to cruise down Artist Alley, meet a bunch of people. And, um, and then we went Thursday and Friday. Do they have a bunch of artists that weren't there on? 
Wednesday? Oh, no. Yeah, there were definitely holes and we had, they filled them in throughout. But it was nice to get a lay of the land and find out where you were going to go and what to accomplish first and kind of set you up for success. Yeah, if I recall, it could be a bit overwhelming as far as what you can do. There's a lot. Tiny bit. There. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's what Friday told us as well, you know, because we, we had technically already been there for two days by the time Friday rolled around and the Friday Saturday crowd is insane. Like right around they then they had like Star Wars, Mattel, and Hasbro, like all in this little clusterfuck. And it was a mess. Like it was gross. I just wanted to get out of there super quick. And um we did. We got out of that crowd and we took Saturday off. We're like, nope, not not going to the show on Saturday. San Diego's a beautiful place. Yeah. Like, there's plenty to see and experience in San Diego. Yeah, we went up to uh to La Jolla and hit up uh hit up the cove up there and get super close to seals on the on yeah. the beach there. And they had just had uh they had just had babies, so there were pups all over the place. Do they get aggressive? Like if you get close no. to them, do they're like, yes, hey, they you did. Need to back the fuck <laughs> well, no, there was one, this lady walked right by it and she didn't even look where she was going and it barked right at her, tell her to get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, and there were babies and there was one part where this baby was trying to get up the side of a cliff and the mom is up top just barking at it, telling it to hurry up pretty much and get up here. And the poor thing's like just whimpering and it finally got up and everyone's like, yay, and clapping. <laughs> it was sweet. And you guys without your clubs. <laughs> You're the second one to say that. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you do with baby seals, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> at, le- at least if you want to make a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so the crowds were pretty bad. That was one of the things I was going to ask. They're pretty ugly on Friday. Yeah, no, no uglier than than what I would expect. But after having been there on Wednesday and Thursday, and then at the end on Sunday, uh, that that is exactly what I'll do in the future because. I mean, unless there's a panel that's going on on Saturday, there's no reason why I need to be there that day. Did you guys go to many panels? We went to two things. Tell them about the first one. <laughs> well, yeah, we yeah we went to a uh, we went to a kind of pitching yourself panel that uh, that I was hoping to and did get some uh, some good advice on what you need to know, how you need to present yourself, you know, just some some good tips. And and like he said, it was a uh, Brian Kaiser Tillman. He he did a really good job. It was a lot of fun. What he said in the beginning was that he's not going to tell us anything we don't already know. He's just going to help us understand it. You know, like it's common sense, but having somebody sit there and tell you really did make the difference. And it was great. Like we got there on time, but there were people trickling in like it's an hour long panel there were people still coming in like 35 40 minutes late was his first point don't show up late it wasn't but <laughs> your pitch but appointment <laughs> how he set it up was whenever somebody would walk in through the back door he would like stomp his foot and point at the door and everybody in the crowd would yell you're late awesome it was great and the reactions was perfect because you got the ones who just ignored it and pretended like nothing happened, that a whole room didn't just yell at you that you're late. And the others that totally owned it and smiled and like gave thumbs up and like or go, sorry, dude. Did anyone just like blush and leave? No one turned around. Did yeah. anybody oh, turn yeah. around and leave? Yeah, I, I saw one or two people <laughs> just go out the other doors on the other side. I, f- I got a feeling that's what John would do. <laughs> in, everyone in the crowd shouted something at him. He'd just be like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> just leave. M- maybe, maybe. I mean, but I also wouldn't be showing up all super late. It, it flabbergasted me that they were still letting people go through the doors that late. Well, that, that's the thing. If you were showing up late, you'd already be sensitive about it you'd already be like oh fuck i'm late i can't believe i'm late oh man everyone's i'm, I'm gonna look stupid and then you walk in and be like oh yep look stupid i'm yep. out of here yeah i i would have not gone in if i was if i was that late <laughs> so i take it you guys didn't make it go down to hall h and brave the swath of monsters for the mcu announcements he wouldn't let me <laughs> there was one thing i really wanted to do i wanted to see the good place panel because i love kirsten bell and kirsten bell. are you sure yeah Positive. It's I, definitely Kristen Bell. Do you want another million dollar bet like the one you lost in the airport? No, yesterday? I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> so she was there and she also apparently did a panel before. What was the other one she did? Veronica Mars. I know yeah, that's it was Veronica back. Mars. And it was apparently her birthday. And I watched the film of, or the video of it afterwards. And she was like, you know, Hulu hasn't gotten me a present for my birthday yet. And she was like, you know what I want? I want the next season of Veronica Mars put out right now on my birthday. And then they took a second and they said, we just got word from Hulu that we just posted it one week early for your birthday. And the crowd oh, freaked awesome. out. 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. I never watched Veronica Mars. Me either. Like I've heard, like it's huge. Like a lot of people are, love it, but I never watched it. So I don't know if I it's any good. I just found the first season because I've been on a search for it. Yeah, so I found it and I first just started watching it. And of course, now that I bought it, all of them are now on Hulu, even though I'd been trying to watch all of them already. So, but now I have the first season. So, so no is the answer. You guys did not go and sit in that giant crowd for the no. like the MCU announcements and all that. I'm I'm not gonna go camp out to try to go see that stuff. I'm I'm just as as fine reading about it on the internet later or getting a text message from you about it. Yeah, you can you can watch it. Like yeah, the, I and I did, whole, and I got pretty much everything out of it yeah, from that snippet. I think the whole panel's <laughs> up, except I think for most of them, they cut the fucking trailers out of them, which is frustrating. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I missed that. Because apparently there was a Black Widow trailer, but I can't find it anywhere. So I found some people's description of it. Yeah, that's if if security is doing their job right, that is all you will find. Because they will probably drop the trailer for Black Widow after D23. Because Marvel will have a presence there, too. What is that? Oh, the uh, the Disney convention. Oh, there's a Disney convention. Yeah, yeah of course, is. there's a Disney convention. Yeah, so that that's where the Star Wars stuff is going to be too. I was going to say I hadn't heard hardly anything about Star Wars out of San Diego at all, and I was kind of other than like they're coming out with new toys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Star Wars didn't have a Hall H presence. Benioff and Weiss, the the two guys behind Game of Thrones that are going to be taking on a new Star Wars trilogy um, that's rumored to be the uh, Old Republic. It's, I mean, it's I think it's confirmed that it's in the past, but it's not confirmed whether or not it's like Knights of the Old Republic. Well, as long as someone gives them like a finished story to start with and they don't have to finish it themselves, maybe it'll pan out that's sort of the thing they're being given control over the entire trilogy so they 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 haven't announced if they're going to direct any of them but they are at least going to be like the showrunners of it so they don't have another debacle like this well and disney said that all of the expanded universe stuff is not canon anymore right correct yeah that's all legends now yeah so they've got the old republic but they can do kind of whatever they want with it because they sterilized the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all that lore that, that came after with Luke and all that Mara Jade shit and, uh, you know, uh, Han and Leia's twin kids that uh, that went on to that young Jedi Academy or whatever it was. Well, yeah. And all of the old Republic. I mean, there was a there's a lot of Star Wars extended universe stuff. You had cool Star Wars costumes, though. That was part of the clusterfuck. They had a big display with lots of armor and uh, and costumes. Yeah, stormtrooper shit, like elite guards. I don't know. I mean, I we blew by it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was messy, and I, I, yeah, I didn't want to deal with it. I'm not that big of a Star Wars geek. How was the cosplay? You guys see some people in cool. Get-ups? Yeah, definitely. Um, Groot was impressive. He was huge. That was awesome. There was the Joker was coming down and he had one of his henchmen in front of him with the stereo going just like in the movie. Oh, like 89 Batman? Yeah, totally. And he was walking behind him and then Penguin was waddling behind him and he was killing the walk. He totally walked like Penguin. Yeah, it was playing Prince's Bat Dance. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was pretty cool. It was really cool. (laughs) Yeah, that Groot we saw, we were driving down the street and we saw this guy suiting up. He had like two foot stilts in like giant Groot legs. And we saw his girlfriend, like, or his assistant, I don't know, some lady. His boss, probably. We'll yeah. just assume it's his boss. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, helping him suit up. It was it was cool looking. The thing that was sad is he was pretty far away from the convention center when he was actually oh, putting no. all this on. And I'm like, do you know how far you're going to have to walk in walk that thing like just a to half get mile there? to get there? Totally. And then walk yeah. like three miles once he's in there. Oh, my gosh. We walked so much. It was wow. Dude, we ate like fucking <laughs> trash bag fat asses that entire time, and I came back weighing the exact same. Wait, it's it's about the only option there, isn't it? I mean, they don't Pretty have much. like that's what they feed you. And the fish tacos at Comic Con were the best fish tacos I oh, think really? I've ever had. And we kind of went on a little mission to find the best fish tacos. And they were at Comic-Con and they were super fast. They had it go and people just go down the line and he goes, here's your taco, here's your taco, here's your taco. Nice. So what was the coolest thing each of you saw? Well, my favorite thing. <laughs> okay. Remind me again. What's his name? Uh, Donald uh, Fartsniff. No, your favorite. My favorite? Yeah. I want to talk about it. That's my favorite part. <laughs> okay. Angelina's favorite part is, is going right. to tie in with mine. It sounds like. No, his name, his name was Dan Jurgens. Oh, yeah. Watching John. Yes. Go Watching weak in the knees John and giggle like a schoolgirl. Go goo goo gaga <laughs> over him was 
fantastic because he was so happy that he got to meet him and just watching him making conversation and apologizing about a million times the whole time because he was just really sorry the whole time because he was embarrassed but no he did was you get down on your knees and do the wayne's world i'm not worthy thing practically <laughs> i think i did actually do like the arm wave i didn't get down on my knees but i think i did i did do the the whole praising arms he was a super nice guy and he was i it was fun to watch him interact with him and get to see him meet his hero yeah, um, that I mean, that was without a doubt my favorite part, uh, meeting Dan Jurgens. So for, for those who are not my age or big comics fans. Huge nerds. Yeah, um, Dan Jurgens, he, he was a man who in uh, the late 80s through even present times, he's just always been tied with Superman. He, he was one of the big parts of Superman from the late 80s to like the early mid 90s when they did the death of... He introduced tons of characters, you know, post-crisis, and um, he wrote and drew uh, Superman for years and years and years, and he's he still comes back every once in a while. His Superman was the definitive Superman for me. That was my Superman as a kid. So didn't he kill him, bring him back, marry him? Mm -hmm. What else did he do? He also gave Superman his son. It was cool, and he was super kind. Ugh. I hate, like, I use the word super all the time, but then when I'm talking about Superman and I use the word super, I feel like it's a bad pun, and I'm not meaning for it to be, but it makes me cringe every time I do. He was very ultra mega nice about it. I would have been really bummed if he was a dickhead that didn't want to talk, but he even started conversation with me when I was standing there watching him draw and he could probably tell that I was that I was awkward, that I wanted to talk. And eventually I, I warmed up and had some conversation with him, talked about his artistic influences and stuff. And it was it was an honor. So you actually got to like chat with him for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He oh, was cool. He was sitting there doing a commission sketch and and um, you know, every once in a while somebody would pop in and and chat with him. But I mean, he doesn't do a lot of shows from what I have been able to tell. I've I've never actually I mean. Clearly, I, I never met him before once. I, I remember when we were at Comic-Con, he was at a booth doing a signing for like three hours or something. Yeah, so this he was like actually like at a booth in Artist Alley yeah. kind of place, like like old school, what you actually loved about conventions that we complained about them not doing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He was sitting there right next to Norm, Norm Ratmond, who's uh, collaborates with him often. Um, Norm Ratmond's an inker. So they, they work together a lot. And then Todd Knock. You mean who, Tracer. Yeah, <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> that's problematic. Um, and then Todd Knock was on the other side of Norm, who is my favorite person to go see at conventions. He's the nicest guy in comics. He's great. He totally doesn't remember me, nor should he. You know, if he only sees me once every several years, but he acts like he does. Like nice, put the effort in. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 does it well, you know, and like I appreciate that. Yeah, like, you're that guy that I saw at that convention. Like, yeah. yeah, that was me. Yeah, he's like, oh hey, what's your name again? Oh hey, how have you been? Have you been? Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. You're right. Oh, big huge smile and act like oh, super excited to meet your girlfriend from the sky. You guys have missed each other for so long. Mm -hmm. No, he was really nice, genuine smile. And then I think it was his wife who was there the last day, right? Yeah. She was super nice too, of course. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. great. I can't mm -hmm. remember her name. It's okay. She can't remember yours either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that was the best. And I mean, touching back real quick on on cosplay, to be honest, I felt like it was pretty lackluster. Yeah? Yeah. It's got all these newbie MCU fanboys out there that aren't really into the life Okay, you have to tell me what MCU means. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the Marvel movies. Yeah, I think a lot of the people that go all out aren't going to Comic-Con because it's such a shit show. Like, it's not worth it. I, I know, at least through social medias, a couple of professional-level costume designers, and they do all the shows, and they were doing something out in Vegas instead. I've never met them in real life. I've, I met them through a comic project that I was doing that was like a multimedia project. So I designed these costumes and these characters and drew a comic based on it. And then there was a live uh, live action portion of it where these costume uh, makers made the costumes for actors and they wore them. So we've just been social media buddies since then, but I've never actually met them in real life. I was hoping they'd be there. Well, I can only imagine that like Groot in his giant stilted costume trying to navigate the main exhibit hall 
on a Saturday or even Friday has just got to be a horrible, horrible experience that would not be enjoyable at all. I think a lot of them just pretty much stood in the front entryway because people just constantly took pictures of them. So they were just standing around getting pictures taken. I got to meet Stranger Things cosplayers. That was fun with my Stranger Things shirt and they all took a picture. Yeah, and there was a a little Mortal Kombat group, and nice. there there was a, a a Goro who had you know the the whole string attachment like, with yeah, the extra arms. arms. Yeah, like, but yeah. but the the muscle suit he was wearing looked really good. Like I I stood there for a little bit watching that. It was it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, fuck yeah. There was Ace Ventura <laughs> and the Monopoly really? Man. And they actually did the scene while we were all taking pictures of them and threw the Monopoly with this poor girl over his shoulders and almost dropped her on her head the first time. And then they redid it again and then shook her up and down and she did the whole do not collect 200 or do not collect Pasco. Do, do not, not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> that. Yeah. From when nature calls. The deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> that is not recent media. Yeah. The, the kids are not understanding <laughs> no. that reference. Yeah. There are pro- there's probably like at least 15% of the audience. It's like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Why is this guy talking with his butt? I have a second favorite thing. Cause yes, of course, number one was John watching, <laughs> but we also went to at the very last day, <laughs> John's very favorite part of Comic-Con Blah. where he had to take the girlfriend who went around with everything to um, Buffy, their musical episode of Once More with Feeling. They did a sing-along and this giant room of Buffy fans. We all sang along with Once More with Feeling, front row, center seats with my boyfriend who was being so supportive and being there. <laughs> I-, I presume he was singing along. No, but he was laughing at things oh, and the audience. Okay, first of all, apparently there is a giant hatred for Dawn, the Buffy's little sister that appears from nowhere. Like as soon as her face I Buffy. know. As soon as her face came up in the opening credits, the whole room went boo and freaked Ouch. out. And every time Dawn started doing anything, they're all just like harassed. Like, yelling, shut up, Don. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, like hurling personal insults at her and shit. It's fucking hilarious. So I take it that actress was not on hand. None of them were there. I hope and not. honestly, Jeez, in the awful. I know, right? She's all, never mind, I'm not going in. She's like the one that they paid to show up because everyone right? else was too busy. <laughs> in the very back of my mind, I'm like, maybe somebody will show up. Maybe, just maybe, but they didn't. But a dude dressed up as the singing red faced guy, I can't remember his name. They never, what do they call him? I don't know. Anyways. He was some demon, eh, but this guy looked like a like a big red-headed asshole. He was nice when I took a picture with him. He just looked like an asshole. He's supposed to look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean like a physical like sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look like a jerk. So, but that was really, really fun and I enjoyed it. Thank you for going with me. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, she says uh, very sarcastically, you know, her supportive boyfriend. But (laughs) I I kept it to myself. I didn't want to ruin the experience. No, you were good. You going to take him to Rocky Horror Picture Show next? You watched the new one on Netflix with me for a bit. That was actually, was it? No, it was Hulu. It was actually really good. I was fully oh, expecting yeah. to hate it. <laughs> well, yeah, I was fully expecting to hate it and haven't watched it. But what was really cool about it is they incorporated the audience, like everything that goes along with it, like holding up the newspaper and throwing toast when they say toast and all of those things. They actually kept going back to the audience that they started it with. So it was neat to see. I don't the- know. I felt like that whole audience thing was actually fake. Like I, well, like it's I, all fake. No, but I mean that. It, oh, okay, so you just like that they that they took the time to film something like that, so it, so it could call back to when the audience participates. Yeah, because I actually went to one once and it was really fun. So it's this whole giant I don't know, culture. I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah, the Rocky Horror Picture Show geeks. Yeah, exactly. No, I I I get it. I for some reason I just I I I heard it as if it was like there was there was an actual live audience there on no, hand at the time. No, they didn't make it like that. They just they started the whole very first opening song was them showing a theater and the old theater and the audience getting ready to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and then That's, they showed it. That is the only reason that that movie is even a thing. Oh, yeah. it's because fact, of that. that. Is the yeah. cult following in the theater audiences. Yeah, so they got to say, hey, thanks for loving us for this long. Yeah, and it had uh, one of those little little Disney girls all grown up, all sexy in her underpants the whole time. So 
That was good. I, who was it? Is, Vic, Victoria Justice, I think, that is her name. Generally, where they end up. Yeah. <laughs> but what I really also liked, they all could actually sing. So this wasn't, hey, you're a name. Let me go ahead and throw you in there, even though you can't carry a tune. These people are actually talented and can sing. So I appreciated that. <laughs> it's like one of my pet peeves about any musical at all. You it's don't like just, when they dub over another voice singing for no, him? No, when they just say, oh, okay, we can get people to come and see this more if we go ahead and throw this big name actor in, even though they really can't actually sing or dance or anything like that. Well, they probably can't like get shot or jump out of planes or do lots of things. The movies are kind of but fake. But it's a musical. <laughs> you have to actually be able to sing. Lex Luthor doesn't actually have kryptonite that yeah. is you know actually... I mean. Christopher Reeves couldn't really fly. What? <laughs> Though it looked like it. Mm-hmm. I believed that a man could fly. <laughs> so I guess we can't get away without talking about the enormous Marvel suite of announcements around the fourth in you know, what the fourth phase season, four fourth phase of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. That was the, the big thing going into this. What is Marvel's phase four going to be? What What's going to happen with uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men and all those fucking properties they have? And the easy answer is something. Yes. Eventually. Yeah. 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 We didn't get much on either of those two. Other yeah. Than, yeah. Sure. We'll do that someday. Yeah. Kevin Feige was like, yeah, we're working on it. I, th- I, th- I think that was actually what he said. We're working on <laughs> Fantastic Four and the mutants. Yeah. And, and they announced a bunch of stuff. Um, I gotta say, not super excited. You know, I thought I was going to roll in here with a hot take. That was going to be exactly that. But yeah, pretty underwhelming. So let's let's go through this slate. We've got Black Widow movie. We've got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series. Could not give a shit about that. I got to tell yep. you, I do not care about either of those characters in the slightest. But he's got Captain America's shield. And Bucky's got his heart. I yeah, don't give a shit about sure either does. of them. <laughs> then we've got the Eternals. I never really got into the Eternals in the comics, so I don't really have any feelings on them. Yeah, I know next to nothing about them. I they're they're a Jack Kirby creation, sort of similar to like the uh, the New Gods. Yeah. Um, over at DC, and um, I read one story that Neil Gaiman wrote that was. Not bad, but I just don't remember it, so I don't I don't have anything to be excited about. I bet he's not right in the movie. Oh no, not at all. That was probably good because it was Neil Gaiman. Yeah. So and Angelina Jolie is confirmed for the movie, as well as a couple other people. Uh Kamel Nanjiani is gonna be in it. So speaking of two characters that I also don't give a shit about, there's WandaVision. There sure is. Yeah. We've got Scarlet Witch with her uh with her ever increasing power set yeah and uh vision who's dead but i'm assuming this is in the past when he wasn't exploded well what's weird is um i remember hearing or reading something a month or two ago where they were saying that at least in some part it's going to take place in the 50s okay yeah let's add time travel to her to her list of powers why not it, yeah, and when did they secretly do? Like they were hiding away in what Berlin or something, so, because yeah. they didn't. Like, we need to spend time to. Well, if you can fucking travel to the 1950s, then uh, what do you got to worry about spending time together? You can just go live your entire life somewhere completely else. You don't need to be all hush hush about it. Well, the way I see it is, I imagine it's not going to be in the past, and that she's since Vision is an android with Infinity Life Infusion that. Wanda's going to find some way to use her reality altering powers and bring him to life. Do you remember when we were kids when Vision was like all white? Yeah. Yeah. I think there was something going on in the comics where he didn't have like his human side. So he was more just like straight up android superhero rather than like because at that point he and Scarlet Witch had already been married in in the comic books. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if they'll do that like sort of like a search for Vision's soul as it were. Yeah, I still don't care. <laughs> yeah, me I, either. That, I, that, I, is the, that is the crux of it is I just don't, I, I think Vision had a decent arc and it's done and I don't, I don't need to revisit it. Yeah. And that, that's not going to get me to sign up for Disney plus. No. So let's see. What what else do we have? There's a Loki. Yeah. Loki TV series. Not entirely. I mean, I like the character of Loki. It could be okay. It's certainly not going to get me to pay Disney extra money. Nope. I am sick of that guy. They could not touch Loki for 20 years and I would be just fine with it. The one thing Disney TV may have some interest in me for is what if. Yeah. What if 
was the only thing in the Disney TV lineup that I looked at and said, you know what? That could be fucking cool. What a boring conversation we're having here because I I agree 100%. That was the only thing I came out <laughs> like being stoked about. So it's going to be, you know, for, for those unfamiliar with the comic books, what if would do little one shots that were like, you know, what if uh, the symbiote had gotten on somebody else or what if Uncle Ben hadn't died? What if punisher took over as captain america or you know some such you can kind of do it's it's almost like the twilight zone of the marvel universe yeah and it usually ended bad so it could yeah. so you're like oh, oh it's a good thing we live in our universe yeah i, I used to love what if. I, if if only they would do a what the tv show oh I shit loved what though when i was a kid too it was like marvel mad magazine yeah and you know quick little tangent did you hear mad magazine is ceasing publication I did. it's very disappointing i'm yeah. not sure what i'm gonna buy at the airport when yeah. i go places now because that is my go-to airplane reading and there's no more sky mall either they're still going to be publishing like quarterlies of old stuff yeah which is still good because i think for a year or two yeah, when i read time. mad as a kid most of it went right over my head anyway <laughs> so you could just start over again yeah yeah read about nixon and shit yeah um let's see so some other quick things we've got shang chi um who's their their master of kung fu yeah i never really knew much about him either he's a master of kung fu they're, they're supposed to have an the actual mandarin as the villain in it which could be interesting yeah mandarin's kind of cool let's see if they can if they can pull that off we've got a hawkeye tv series yeah that's what i need more of um we've got dr strange and the uh oh, what was it called again it was the uh multiverse something multiverse of madness yeah okay it's a hell of a name. The Doctor Strange movie was good. Yeah, uh, like, it was good enough. I like Benedict Cumberface. <laughs> He's uh, so that that could be good. I, I'm not like super stoked about it. Yeah, I'll see it. And then we've got Thor: Love and Thunder, which is set to have Natalie Portman return as Jane Foster, and she's going to be female Thor. Yay! I'm excited. I didn't even know that happened. Girl power. <laughs> I, I yeah, I've never had a problem with female Thor. Jane Foster just doesn't. Her character seems like an odd choice for that. She doesn't seem like she's ever really been like super Thory. Well, <laughs> you know, in in the comics when they did it a few years ago, they have an arc for Jane Foster. They, they, um where she kind of comes into it a bit better. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't. But she is she's put in circumstances that make her a much more compelling character okay well i'll i will hold withhold judgment till i see the movie having said that natalie portman fucking reeks really yeah i don't like her i can't think of anything i've enjoyed her in i liked her in her rom-coms <laughs> i don't know i'm a huge rom-com fan. yeah <laughs> i don't know you can take that one to the bank well i mean i guess it's called thor love and thunder so Maybe it'll be a rom-com. Yeah, maybe, or a porno. <laughs> <laughs> Thor Thunder Love. Um, yeah, so no official announcements on any new Black Panther or Spider-Man or X-Men or Fantastic Four. Uh, they did announce that, uh, oh man, I'm so terrible with his name. Uh, Mahershala Ali is going to be playing Blade. Blade yeah, So I liked the Blade movies. Yeah, the first two were good. Yeah, Gilmar, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Blade Two is pretty fucking good. I like most things that Guillermo del Toro does. He's got a pretty good record for me. Yeah. So Marvel's offering—I don't know—it just it didn't really strike me as something to be super. And and it's okay. I'm okay with not being excited about it because uh, I had 11 years of a whole lot of stuff going on, and I could use a break. It doesn't really bother me that much. You know, it was interesting going on Facebook to talk about this thing you know interacting with people and for the people like us that are just sort of like oh that's kind of disappointing like people are lashing out and just saying like you fucking entitled fucking piece of shit you know how how dare you all the joy they've brought you and it's like uh, to a certain degree i guess kinda but i mean i've seen this i've seen this trend in comic books before the you've got your giant all-star lineup of avengers and they're like you know what let's try something different let's throw dr druid and fucking photon and black knight in there and they'll they'll have their team of lesser known avengers and the book sales sink and then eventually they just bring them back it's like let's skip the fucking middleman like we don't need a detroit era justice league with like vibe and fucking gypsy and aquaman <laughs> leading the charge 
I don't need another Captain America and an Iron Man immediately, but why are you shelving my fucking Spider-Man for an entire phase? Yeah, I mean, I know they need time to develop X-Men and, and Fantastic Four, but well, announce that for three years out. And Spider-Man was in a really good place to make a kick-ass Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, like, they got a good Spider-Man franchise right now, and it's in a great spot to really be a good, pure Spider-Man. Yeah, and... And this, I look at this, uh, at this phase and this lineup and I compare it to, you know, whatever it was seven years ago when they, when they did the, uh, the last big, uh, phase thing when that, when they announced leading into, uh, into infinity war, maybe, or maybe it was just the, the first one when they were leading to Avengers or civil war, maybe or something. Yeah. Uh, but that was something to be excited about. I look at these movies and I go, what would a movie starring all of these characters look like? And I'm not excited about it. They retired a lot of the characters that I thought were pretty cool. Um, like I still like Thor. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I don't care about Hawkeye. I don't care about Bucky. I don't care yeah, about Falcon. Falcon. I I've seen enough Loki. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done his shtick. Isn't this where they're trying to make you care about them though? Like this is their attempt to. They're trying to get- make me open my wallet and pay them money. <laughs> For streaming shows that I don't care about, when they canceled a bunch of them that were actually pretty good, Daredevil was great. Punisher was pretty good. Oh, I couldn't get through Punisher. That first season was so slow. Uh, I never got through Luke Cage. Yeah, me either. First season, Jessica Jones was amazing. Yeah. I did not get through the second season. But they had some pretty good franchises there that uh, they are just uh, scrapping. Uh, Iron Fist did not grab me. No, I didn't think it was as bad as what everybody made it out to be, but yeah, it was not, it was not great. I don't think it was bad. It just didn't, it didn't engage me. I didn't, it didn't work its way into my, I need to watch this. Yeah. It, it was what I imagine a lot of these shows are going to be Yes, for me. And I'm just going to start out by not watching them. I have heard that Disney plus is going to start off at like six ninety nine a month, which is hard to not at least try out, but we'll see. Take a little break. Sure. Have you ever been a stranger to yourself? Many, many times. Nearly two decades ago, Commander Data sacrificed his life for me. These past few years, I really tried to belong here. Welcome back, Angelina and Ben. Thank you so much. Uh, so what do we got up next? Did you see the Top Gun Maverick trailer? We did see it. Yeah. Um, I think it was a surprise to everyone that they dropped it. I don't think anyone was expecting it. Maybe. I don't know. Everyone seemed to be surprised. Yeah, it seemed like it was. Yeah. What do you think of it, Angelina? Oh, I'm excited about it. I watched it with my dad, who's a pilot growing up. So I'm excited to see it. How did you watch it with your dad? He's in Maryland. When I was little. 
Oh, you oh, watched you the original yeah, one. We thought, we, we thought you were talking no, about I'm the trailer. I'm talking back. I'm going back to, I'm excited about this one because ah. I grew up watching it with my dad. Sorry, I didn't preface that properly. Uh, yeah, it looked like it could be a pretty good follow-up. Like, it yeah. didn't look like it was stupid at all, <laughs> which, which is, is, is promising. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Don't. I felt nothing <laughs> for this trailer. I felt absolutely nothing except... Holy shit, Maverick looks old as dirt, and I don't give a shit about this. There's no Tom Skerritt. There's no Kelly McGillis. I hear Val Kilmer is going to be in it, but didn't show him. You think Maverick looks old? <laughs> you getting Kelly McGillis in there? You're going to play his mom? Oh, boy. And then, <laughs> Jeez, uh, man, she looks awful. What's that guy's name? The, the, the bald dude that was always in the tower, and, and also no Michael Ironside, from what, from what we can tell. Like a, well, yeah, they all retired or got promoted. The whole point is that he's been a schlubbing pilot the whole time. Okay, yeah, that, exactly. that, that is fair. Them not being there, I guess. It's also called Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, it's called Top Gun Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. You're mean, by the way. That was harsh. What? Your re- feelings on Top Gun. Well, it's all right. It, it's it's okay if I have that opinion. <laughs> I know. It was essentially... I like my old Top Gun. Yeah, well, it's bullshit <laughs> because it's only Tom Cruise. You know, I is mean, it your least favorite part of Top Gun? No, but what it is, is I just, I have no interest in it because it doesn't... F- it, I feel like if there was going to be a, a Top Gun follow-up, it needed to happen within like 10 years. Because now, like like you said, you know, logically, everybody's gone. I personally just don't care about it. If, and maybe it's that I'm not as big of a fan of the original as as a lot of people are. You know? so, so it doesn't hold that special place where I'm going to forgive a whole lot. Like I would with a Superman movie. You know, Superman movies, I will forgive so much more than than the average person. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I liked the original Top Gun quite a lot. And uh, if you had told me they were remaking a new Top Gun, my general opinion would have been, it's going to be garbage. I'm not interested. Uh, The trailer made me hesitant and uh, think, you know what? Maybe it'll be good. You know, I'm I'm not super excited about it, but uh, I'm withholding judgment. So that's that's an upgrade. That's a good start. From where I would have been before. (laughs) It wasn't announced there, but I saw like a, there was like a Terminator you know, dark fate. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, like panel thing where they talked about it a bunch and had like a bunch of like a little featurette thing that looks like it could be pretty freaking cool. See, I think they, I think they are desperately scrambling right now because the, the trailer was so lackluster and didn't get people pumped the way they expected it to with Linda Hamilton. Like a lot of it just looks like cookie cutter. Oh, look, new Terminator. Uh, here we go. But what they did announce, and I wish they hadn't, because I would love to have not known this, was that Edward Furlong is going to play John Connor in that movie. Yeah. If I didn't know that and I went to go see that movie and he just popped up, I'd fucking shit my pants. Yeah, but I, I, well, you I should am be thanking them then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be a joyful pants shitting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you only shit your pants in in times of extreme duress, but uh, no, nah, um, I I kind of wish I didn't know it, but I understand why they did it. They they need people to get pumped. Oh, I think it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. I'm I'm stoked for it. It looks they got James Cameron producing it again. It's got uh, Tim it, Miller directing, it looks like stupidly action packed. So you know, just a good mindless nostalgic action movie. But I, you I know what I else was it. stupidly action packed? Terminator Three. Uh, yeah, and Terminator uh, Salvation. Although I liked, I liked Salvation. I thought Salvation was pretty yeah. good. I um, I didn't like that fucking. What's that that asshole that played the half Terminator guy? He was also in Avatar that they were like trying to shove down our throats as yeah. like the next big thing. I don't remember his name either, but yeah, I, I want to say it was about. Sam something or Worthington. So it might be Sam Worthington. Um, but I noticed that they added to the featurette Sarah Connor calling Terminators metal motherfuckers. Oh no shit! I cool. see. I didn't see that. I didn't see the featurette. <laughs> it looks like it could be. I, I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I I will go see it based solely on Linda Hamilton being back. Um, and then Star Wars we mentioned had a really lackluster showing, but uh, the other better astronomical based Ooh. series had had just tons of news. Star Trek was all over San Diego. How do you feel about Star Trek, John? 
I will take a step out of this. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I have no hatred for Star Trek. It, it I just um I never became a turbo geek about it. I, I I do I do like some of the things, but what do you think, Angelina? I think you're better equipped for this segment. <laughs> I grew up in a very Star Trek household. Hair hair. <laughs> yes. Um no, I've all I remember growing up with my dad watching Star Trek. And he would say, let's watch a Star Trek movie. And I'd go, okay, I want to watch the one with the whales. That's what I would always ask for every single time. So we watched it a lot. Um, but yeah, we he's a huge Trekkie, except for Deep Space Nine, which he thinks is terrible in every way. It was a little slow sometimes, <laughs> but it, it grew on me over time. What do you think about uh, Picard? I'm excited. I think it looks great. Yeah, it looks interesting. It's they 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 let a little more details out on it, but not a lot. They were still pretty cagey about it. They put a new trailer out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched the trailer in our Airbnb. We did watch that. That it, that was pretty great. Because if there was any Star Trek that I was into at all, it would have been Next Generation. Because that that's that was the time when I was growing. So yeah, I like Picard, and I'm very glad that Picard is coming back in whatever capacity. It was it was exciting to see that. Yeah, he's a captain's captain. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have Captain Picard Day now. You saw his little banner. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. It, it, I'm interested in it because it looks like it takes place mostly outside of Starfleet, which is interesting, and I think could be a, a cool place for that to go. Because mm-hmm. it looks like they're, they're going for something a little more, I don't want to say edgy, but like more... More like Logan or Unforgiven. Yeah. So like Picard's it, last journey or or something to to cap his uh his experience i don't know yeah so well something that yeah something big enough is going to happen to draw him out of retirement it looks like because he was in it like a ship with like a new crew but none of them were wearing starfleet uniforms no i'm kind of excited for mining the star trek universe with a minimal starfleet presence Mm -hmm. because they've got a really cool expansive universe there but it's almost almost everything is pretty hard focused on starfleet Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to kind of see where they take someone like Picard outside of that framework. Yeah. And and with Picard, where he is and what he's doing, I feel like he's the right person to do it. Because if they did like a new Star Trek movie with Chris Pine, where Captain Kirk was doing that same thing, it wouldn't feel the same. And it, it would it would just feel kind of cheap. And you'd be like, OK, I want I want the crew and I want Starfleet for this. But like taking someone like Picard, who's already got that seasoned history and doing something like this is going to be exciting. Well, yeah. And, and he's got the, the, the chops. Like he is older now, much older. He's freaking, I, I love Patrick Stewart. Oh, he's amazing. He's freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> I love him as an actor and a person, which is really, yeah. And he's awesome. And a voice actor on American dad. He is fantastic. Hey, did you, did you see that show? I can't remember who, I can't remember what it was called. It was uh where he's like a newscaster and, uh, He's just a total shit show. He's like into pills and hookers and all kinds no. of shit. It was, it was, it was awesome. I had never heard of it. But it was, it, was, it, was, it was like a totally different, he's like, a, he's like manic and it was a totally new kind of performance from him. And was it was it, really cool. Was it live action or animated? It was live action. Oh, weird. I think it was on HBO or Showtime or one of those, you know, pay extra channels. I don't know if I want to see that. I think it'll mess it was, with my it was, head. It was really cool. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was really good. Seeing Logan, like all of a sudden in the beginning of the movie and Patrick Stewart's dropping Fs and shit. I was like, yeah. whoa, that's Professor X fucking saying fucking shit. Right, well, yeah, like you said, he was in American Dad. He said all kinds of interesting things in that. Stan, do you have any Gatorade? I left all my electrolytes with your daughter. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. It, it took me a while to believe that that was actually him. Weird stuff. <laughs> it's like butt, butt stuff. <laughs> because I was like, Captain Picard wouldn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, they must have just gotten a the the best Patrick Stewart yeah. impersonator no, ever. No, but it was him. He's he's an amazing guy. And the, the like, I watched part of the panel, and it was you know pretty much everyone blowing Sir Patrick Stewart the whole time. Like, I mean, it was just everyone was right up his ass. Oh, I didn't see it. It was a total love fest, but he deserves it. Yeah, you you saw more of what people go to Comic-Con for than we did. Like, <laughs> I just got a bunch of artist sketchbooks and, and cheap graphic novels and shit. 
Well, you did the stuff that you can't just go and watch a video. I got to sit on the friend's couch. That was awesome. (laughs) I hear they're starting to sell those. Oh, really? In my mind, I don't know, but that was the real one and everyone sat on it. But yeah. I heard on the radio, like someone, uh, I can't remember what company is. Some company is selling a friend's line of furniture now. Oh my gosh, I would totally buy I'm sure it's all really in vogue now. (laughs) Good thing we just bought a new couch. Everything will match that orange couch. <laughs> Do you watch Discovery? The new one no, on CBS All Access? No, but I hear really good things. We don't have CBS All Access. Yeah, me neither. We have Hulu and Netflix, I'm and that's it. I'm ready to pay for it. But yeah. <laughs> they've got uh, some stuff coming out. Like Discovery, Like uh, the first season seemed like it was a little lackluster. I watched a couple of them and was like, yeah, okay, maybe. But then apparently season two was really good. And they announced that in season three, they got like rocketed forward in time somehow. So it's going to be like in the 32nd century. Which is mm. interesting. So maybe we'll splurge for it, depending on what else comes out. For for reference, I think Next Generation took place in like the twenty fourth century. Yeah, I think you're right. Considerably farther in the future than they've ever done anything. So I don't know. Maybe that'll explain why Klingons look so weird because they looked totally weird in Discovery. That's what I heard. I haven't even seen a picture of it, but I heard that. Yeah, they they had certain Klingons that they they had like a slick like blue black face with i mean it still yeah. had the ridges but it was it was it was weird but the sure. ridges were like way more accentuated too it's like if you're like following the progression because that was that was took was supposed to take place like before the original series and so the klingons like uh, you know got softer through time all the way to the point like where you get to like the later ones and you got what was her name like Tiana oh all she has whatever. is this just this tiny just little really ridge. yeah so it's like pissed off in line 30, in between her eyebrows yeah <laughs> she's imagine always mad in the 32nd century they just look like people yeah, <laughs> by that, that point, just totally smooth. Yeah, they just look like angry people. That guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they yeah they looked crazy. I don't get it. The, the, the Klingons get redesigned more than anybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, but uh, so I don't know. I, that that could be interesting. And then uh, they they've got that new animated series, Lower Decks, coming out. Did you see anything about that? Mm-mm. It's like an animated comedy about like the uh, ensigns and stuff that work. You know, not the heroes. The ones who die in red shirts. Yeah, yeah, the okay. red shirts and the <laughs> the, red you know, shirts. the the grunts in engineering and <laughs> and all that. Uh, and it's it's a it's like when I first saw it, it was billed as like a kids show. Is at least the article I read it was like it was going to be a Star Trek kids show. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But it sounds more like it, now it might just be more of a, if not adult, all ages comedy. I guess the the main guy heading it up is one of the writers from Rick and Morty. Yeah, how do you feel about comedy in the Star Trek universe? What do you mean? <laughs> like like they, haven't, just, they haven't really done a comedy before. Well, there's comedy throughout. Well, there's yeah, but yeah, that is not definitely not the focus though. <laughs> no, well, it's just I don't know. Sorry, I don't have anywhere to go with no, that. No. How do you feel about it, Ben? I'm excited about yeah? it. Yeah, <laughs> I am excited about it. Like one of my favorite podcasts right now is Improvised Star Trek. Oh, and it is absolutely lovely and perfectly hilarious, and I recommend everybody to go listen to it dad listen to it yes yeah go listen to it it's freaking great but uh so i'm excited that it could be good you know if it's not a kid's show i'll probably be interested you'd probably still like it if it was a kid's show i still might but i think i'm more (laughs) interested if the humor is not dirty or is dirty (laughs) it doesn't need to be dirty but at least it's not like you know elementary level you know that it could be pretty good i don't know we'll see i'm excited about it a bit more still don't have cbs all access not sure i'm gonna get it but they got a lot of star trek now and they got twilight zone so maybe i'll get it at least for a month and binge a bunch of stuff and see what happens yeah i i think doing the doing the free trial to get some twilight zone is what i'm going to do because i watched that first episode and it was good so i I would like to see the rest don't like being left out but I also don't like paying all these different fucking people for all these little pieces. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's turning into what I hated about cable in the first place. It'll all just get right back to what it was before. Yeah, well, and then I'll just start pirating everything again. <laughs> so fuck you guys. <laughs> Ooh, I got to play a game on Tribbles. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, it's a debut, not quite done yet, tr- uh, Tribble Trouble. And it was a little video game and you got to bounce around as a little tribble and it did the coup and everything. And then what were those little lobster things we had to kill? I don't know. I don't remember, but they are they are canon. Apparently they eat tribbles 
in canon, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a little platformer and you can cling to walls and you have to avoid lava and it was it was pretty cool. It was cute and you can make it bounce up and down and purr. Oh, did you did you get to see the new Masters of the Universe toys while you were there? Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw the uh, they had a little uh He-Man and Prince Adam combo pack thing. Gotta say I'm not impressed. The head looks weird and uh, I mean the body sculpt is pretty solid, but the, he looks like he's got a really big head, like a bigger proportionately than uh, than it used to be. And I don't know, just some some little costume changes they did. Like I, it just it stands out to me in in that it's it's unnecessary. Like I get redesigning Adam's costume because he's got like a little little pink tunic and and purple pants <laughs> but like with he-man like changing the cuffs of his boots to yellow and adding a little dagger and just they said okay we want to do the original design and somebody looked and said you know what he could use some yellow cuffs on those boots and somebody's like yeah that's a great idea why if it serves a purpose like changing adam's costume great and who gives a shit about adam anyway yeah <laughs> the only reason people will own it is because it's part of a two-pack yeah, <laughs> that's why they're not selling him individually. Yeah, but it it didn't uh, it didn't draw me out into buying it. No. Did you? Well, they, I don't think they were actually for sale there. They just had a oh, yeah. display, right? No, they they were for With sale. The articulate, fully articulated yeah. arms and everything. Yeah, there was there was somebody selling uh, the two pack for forty bucks, and I saw, I think it was Mattel. Maybe they had it on their their menu because they they would have like menu boards and then, but it was listed as sold out. Interesting. I, yeah, I thought they weren't supposed to come out till next spring. Oh shit! Yeah, no. Comic Con exclusive. Yeah, probably out had a small run yeah. of them or something. Did you see the Skeletor? No. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the Skeletor looked pretty rad. Oh shit! I thought no, you'd have I... some opinions on that. You are the. De- he looked pretty good for me, but I know you're the resident Skeletor. Expert. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! I I would like to go look that up. I think he will. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted a picture of it. And I totally saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I saw that. Did you go to the the Comic Con Museum? No, they we had, didn't. Like, they, they inducted Batman into the Comic Con Hall of Fame, which they, you know it's not even open yet. But no, they, yeah, they it's two thousand twenty. Bitchin' looking Batman. Yeah, the like, pictures exhibit. we saw looked pretty awesome. We didn't get to that, but we did go to a comic art gallery on our last day, and. That was pretty cool. I made John just walk through and tell me everything that we were looking at. They had a room. Who is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy? Uh, It was Kevin Eastman. Yeah, they had a whole office room set up, everything from his office that he had at his home. Like he brought it all there and made a display out of it. So So it looked like his office? Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Everything. He even had the Ninja Turtle um, leather jacket, super worn, like on the back of the chair and everything. It was neat. Yeah, with that Comic-Con Museum thing, it was at Balboa Park, so it was pretty far off-site. Oh. And I just figured with it being free, and it's everybody who's not at Comic-Con going to see that, like it would just be a fucking mess. So I looked at the pictures. I saw that it had both Michael Keaton suits. That yeah. would be super cool. But then it just had... Like uh, like the Val Kilmer sonar suit, and then the George Clooney suit, and then a couple other Batman and Robin suits, like the, the Mister Freeze suit. It looked like yeah, Freeze and and Poison Ivy, and then it had the the Robin suit from that movie, not from Batman Forever, and it just it didn't seem worth fighting the the crowds. Is it a permanent installation? It will be, um, starting in twenty twenty, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got another chance to go see it later. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is just a preview of what it's gonna be like. We got to see all the different masks, though, from all of the different Batmans. They had what the Michael Keaton mask was deteriorating because of what it was made out of. It was just all crumpled up and flaking away. It wasn't really made to last. No, (laughs) but they had those all the way from the beginning. That was cool. Was there any decent or interesting DC announcements at all? I didn't couldn't really hear much from them other than like, you know, Titans renewed for season two. Like, okay, that's kind of okay. Yeah, Warner and DC really didn't do a big, um, a big, they didn't have a big presence. Like even DC was part of the Warner Brothers booth. Like they didn't even have their own booth. It was kind of, it's kind of shitty. It was, it was a bummer. Um, yeah, they had no Hall H announcements, no nothing. Cause they're, they're, I don't know. I, I, I think they're still trying to figure out what they're doing. I, I remember hearing rumors that, early buzz on wonder woman was that they needed to go back and do some reshoots because i mean all movies go back and do reshoots but apparently it was not 
looking as good as people wanted it to. And, and that's the speculation why there wasn't a wonder, a wonder woman 1984 presence, because by all accounts, this is, this was the time for them to do that. Build some hype on it. Yeah. Uh, even if they're going to do some reshoots, they should probably build some hype on it with the good shoots they got. I would think. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a bummer. It just, uh, there was a Christian Bale Batman suit there and a bat pod and Anne Hathaway's Catwoman suit were on display, but that was about it. Wow. Yeah. I, I, the, the only interesting thing I read was that in the Arrowverse they're going to be doing a crisis in, on infinite earths. Yeah, man. I am super fucking stoked for this. So the, the, the big thing, I mean, they got, they got Burt Ward that's going to be coming back in some capacity. I don't know if he's going to be a Robin or not. They haven't said, but Brandon fucking yeah. Routh is going to come back and be a Superman. Apparently the it's going to become Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd heard the Superman announcement and it wasn't until earlier today where I heard that it was going to be kingdom come Superman. That's fucking bad. Yeah. Like I have, I'm definitely not up on the Arrowverse. It's a present, but uh, I'm interested. Yeah, me either. I, I've been at I mean, I've always been like a season or two behind what, whatever Netflix is doing. But I saw a trailer earlier today and that flash suit looks like fucking clown shit right now. Like it's bright red. There's I mean, granted, I guess it is going more towards comic accuracy, but it it, it looks like a like a dime store Halloween costume. It's so bizarre. Like there's no there's no design behind it. It just looks like some some tights and some weird little booties with lightning on the top of them i don't know i i'm baffled at what they're doing his head looks giant too i don't know what's going on and i'm kind of behind on all that but crisis on infinite earths could be an interesting arc i might just chime in and catch up with whatever's going on there and skip a couple seasons that's the only time i ever i ever watched supergirl or arrow anymore is when when they do the crossover episodes yeah because supergirl's not it is in its own universe right it's not in the arrowverse other than other than like the weird crossover spots where like they cross into an I guess into another multiverse because the yeah. crisis on infinite earths it could bring it right into canon. Yeah, they they have to take a little trip through a portal or something to get to Supergirl. Yeah, but it's not like like how Arrow and Flash are just a couple of cities, you know, a few hundred miles away. Uh, but isn't Legends of Tomorrow part of the Arrowverse? Like, isn't that all it, the same yes. universe? It is, but they, they haven't included them in the last couple of uh, crossovers. Because doesn't Brandon Routh play Ray Palmer? Yeah, yeah. He plays the Atom, which is interesting. Which I mean, I have never watched Legends, and I don't give a shit. You know, the, the fact that he's coming back to play Superman, like, uh, fuck the Atom. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about any discrepancies. I'm sure people will be pissed. L- Legends got interesting like I, the first two seasons i thought were kind of dull and i like my wife watched them and i kind of skipped out on them and then uh season three they just i think they just gave up on doing any sort of serious television and said all right let's do uh we, we got a bunch of weird characters in a time traveling spaceship let's just take this thing fucking balls out and do some whatever the fuck we want yeah why not they did like a groundhog's day like episode where everything repeated and did all you know fairy tale stuff and there's all kinds all kinds of wacky shit and uh, it got a lot better because they stopped taking themselves seriously maybe i'll give it a try but if you do just go straight to season three Don't yeah completely forget <laughs> the first two seasons i doubt there's any super continuity that i need to know about well cool is there anything else that you guys uh didn't mention nope <laughs> <laughs> i have one thing <laughs> no i bought my first graphic novel was very proud of myself considering we have bookshelves full of them yeah um but yeah there was this really cool one um patrick the vampire and who is it uh brie paulson and it's adorable and it's a vampire being all cutesy but yet he's still a vampire and there's like a picture of him in a bathtub with <laughs> blood everywhere and a little rubber ducky and he's just looking at it all sweetly <laughs> so it totally caught my eye i was like well that's adorable and kind of gross at the same time so i'm excited to read it so. hey whatever brings you over to the dark side i guess <laughs> so i guess the final question i got for you guys is would you go again definitely yeah <laughs> I'm apparently more excited about it than John is. <laughs> you know, going into this whole thing, I, I think I said it in the in the in our Geek Cons episode, without sounding like a like a dickhead or hoity toity, this isn't anything that I ever need to go to again. Like the Comic Con in San Diego is such a fucking shit show that if I wasn't going there 
like I did with you six years ago or with Angelina this year, where it's somebody's first time and getting to experience that with them, I wouldn't go. I would rather just hit local shows and, you know, I wouldn't have met Dan Jurgens, So that was cool. And I got, I got a, I got a really cool Paul Pelletier page inked by a uh, Norm Ratman there for, for cheap. So, you know, there, there are valuable things to see there and do, but I don't know, like next year, probably not. It's a lot of money and, and, uh, and a lot of, a lot of hassle. I, I might, might rather go experience something else. All right, Angelina, next year me and you will go. All right, cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Enjoy getting in there, assholes. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well, cool. I'm uh, glad you guys had a good time. Yeah. Now, now, what about you? Um, with your one experience being six years ago, have you been itching to get back there? Not really, but I. But since I'm on Twitter now, um, semi reluctantly, it, it turns out like a lot of the things and people that I have followed on there. San Diego Comic-Con was fucking everywhere. I was definitely more tuned into what was going on down there than I have ever been before because it was just fucking all over the feed. And so, and, and I did see a lot of things like, Oh, that looks fucking rad. That looks cool. I'd like to see that. But again, uh, sitting on my couch and looking at a picture and thinking that looks rad is a lot easier than going there and spending the money and walking through the crowds and doing all that shit. I wouldn't be opposed to going again. But I'm not going to, uh, I wouldn't make it a priority. Yeah, you're not itching for it. No. Well, yeah, it was funny that you were you were being the guy that was breaking the news to me because I'm not there experiencing those things. Yeah, there's a lot going on there and you can't see it all. But I can. <laughs> <laughs> Except Dan Jurgens. You will not meet Dan Jurgens at your house. That's what you think. <laughs> He's coming over for dinner next week. <laughs> oh, man. I would have invited you, but you sounded like you'd just be embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> By the time they left, they were like BFFs. They even, he got to touch them and everything. Inappropriately? Appropriately. Oh, yeah. No, there was nothing inappropriate about me grabbing his wiener. <laughs> totally consensual. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, we're actually going to cut everything you said out. Yeah. I know. You will, will not be. <laughs> be All right. Well, thank you for once again traveling these hallowed halls and aisleways of the uh, San Diego Convention Center um, as we did our follow up here. Um, if you want to let us know how we did, um, why don't you email us at uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com? Um, we would love for you to come and interact with us on the Facebook page, Geek Exploration the Podcast. We have an Instagram that is Geek Exploration Podcast, or Ben is now actively on our Twitter, which is Geek Explore Pod. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a uh, five disappointing MCU announcement review on Apple Podcasts. It uh, it'll help. Uh, I don't know. I just want to get reviews. I, I like to read those things. Please, somebody else give them a review because so far it's only me. And that's kind of like cheating. <laughs> uh, and don't forget, we do have some swag available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. Our theme song is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And remember, continue putting that deodorant on because it did not smell so bad this year. Oh, good. Our, our public service announcement must have worked. Yeah. <laughs>